Oh, we started already? <laughs> yeah, oh. it's been recording for three minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And today we are going to be talking about friend breakups, arguably the worst breakup. Yeah, so true. Because it isn't you. It's always them. Just kidding. Is it? <laughs> it's like the the synergy. It's like everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, collectively. so true. I think, yeah, that is the icky thing. Like most, I won't, okay, I the most frequent breakups I have are with guys that like I've been seeing super casually, right? Like it's date one or two and you just have to be like, sorry, like, this isn't count. working. Yeah, but like you have to break it off, you know, like they're, that's the break and those like i literally have a starter pack in my notes and it's just like 20 different ways to like break up with somebody and you know like it's routine at this point to be like hey like i wasn't feeling it wish you best of luck you know whatever Mm -hmm. like there's no stakes in it but with a friend breakup there are so much stakes in it that like it is so so complicated and also because very rarely do they happen in a vacuum where they don't impact anybody else yeah and i think that's also like the shitty shitty part of a friend breakup is everybody else is involved too whereas like if you dump your boyfriend your friends are still your friends you know well in, in a perfect world yeah uh what age were the majority of your friend breakups um, I would say they are pretty scattered. Actually, my first okay. friend breakup was probably like my official, like, because I would like get in dramatic fights with my friends and I was like six or whatever. But it was fifth grade when I had my first official friend breakup. And it was like, me you too. have to p- pick between me and her because I hate her. And jokes on her because I'm still friends with this person. So I win. Um, But I would say a lot of my friend breakups have happened like in the college era like more recently yeah I think the majority of mine happened in like yeah ranging from late elementary school to like early high school well okay I think the more dramatic ones were all like yeah late elementary school and middle school Mm -hmm. and the ones in high school were more like drifting away like if we're okay if we're going to think about, is it um, Plato who has the ideals of friendship? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think a lot of my high school friendships were very clearly like u- friendships of utility. So there wasn't any mm-hmm. need for like a big fallout. But yeah, I had a lot of, up until college, I didn't have a consistent like female friend group. I had like a few mm-hmm. individual female friends that were pretty strong, but like, um, yeah, I had struggled to maintain friendship friendships with other girls, which is like a whole other separate issue. Um, but I think like, yeah, fifth, sixth and like seventh and eighth grade, I had like big dramatic like mm-hmm. our moms are getting involved. I never wanted our mothers involved, but a lot of oh, them wow. wanted their mothers involved. Um, or actually, maybe it was just one person who did. But like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was big, like, go on for months. We're fighting. We're saying, you can't sit with me. We're saying, Mm. don't hang out with me after school. Like, there, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. I had a lot of those. Um, And I do think it is also, I'll get into this later, but I do think it is my responsibility to also talk and, like, bring up the 
homoerotic friendship breakup that all <laughs> queer women go through. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a queer woman, but I did have a homoerotic friendship breakup. We were just theater. Well, she, I, mm. for a brief period. Yeah. Bye. She's now married to a man and like very religious. So I don't know how she identifies that part yeah. of herself, but um, yeah, we were like theater besties and very dramatic friend breakup. And actually like thinking back on it, the whole thing was stupid. It was me. I like for me, trust is a really big thing in my friendships. Like you can screw me over in a lot of different ways and like it won't be a big dramatic thing. But if I don't trust you or like if I think you're lying to me or if there's some sort of like you are hiding things from me, like that's when I lose my shit because it's like I've given you no reason to treat me like that. And then Mm. for that to be like. I don't know. It, that's like for me the biggest heartbreak in friend breakups. Anyways, um, and it was all about this boy that she like said she was hooking up with, and he was vehemently denying it. And so we all thought she was lying about it for attention. And it was like this whole thing, mm. like going back and forth for months. And then it turns out like she was telling the truth, but she was. So it was like, yeah, it was very, very, very dramatic. But then we like kissed and made up. I think that's the other thing too is like a lot of my elementary friend breakups came back around like I am friends with these girls again and Mm. we are close none of my adult friend breakups Mm. I think will be that do you think it's like recency or is it just that like now it's like a real deal like we we know the weight of our words and actions so they're more like lower level conflict like even when I'm saying Mm. this like we were fighting about a boy that she was hooking up with in the theater prop room like that's a stupid reason to stop being somebody's friend, you know, but Mm -hmm. at age 16, it felt so important, like the principle of it and like Mm -hmm. how everybody perceived it or like my fifth grade friend breakup was about like somebody else. And I didn't want to be at the same birthday party with all of them, you know, and things like that, where it's like, okay. And there was no scope or scale for those. Whereas my adult friendships, it's like, okay, I have put this in perspective and this is actually something that's really important to me. And I don't think we can move past this point. So I think for me as an adult, I have more agency over how my friendships are carried out. Whereas as Mm -hmm. a kid, like these are the people that you're going to school with or going to church with or whatever. And like it's a community. So it's if you need distance from a person like nowadays, I'm like, okay, we're just going to talk less or um, we're just going to like you can slowly fade out and then like every once Mm -hmm. in a while still check in like you can adjust the level of friends you are with someone whereas as a kid like if you don't want to be friends anymore or you want to be less of friends like it needs to be a like discussion otherwise like if you start trying to fade it out then it's like oh you don't you you've been avoiding me on the playground what's up with that and like it always comes back like you no matter how you like slice it up you're still going to have to have that yeah. conversation so I think that's also, why I've had just, more concrete friendship breakups in my totally. younger years I also think kids just aren't good at that nuance of like yeah. are we friends or are we not friends whereas like you said like as an adult it's a you understand that it's a sliding scale and it's not best friends or nothing like there is in between levels I do think it's really hard when you have a best friend breakup because like those are the ones that it's like you're in a long-term relationship about to get engaged sort of vibes where it's like we cannot go back to casual anytime soon and it's going to take a lot of time to heal that but um yeah it's definitely 
friendship breakups look different, I guess, as an adult, because we still friendship break up with people all the time, but like on really small, minuscule ways, right? Like it's just choosing mm-hmm. not to text like somebody. You're stepping or, back. Yeah. Yeah. Not reaching out or, you know, that happy birthday text or Merry Christmas or whatever. Like it's, it's a different kind of, it's a slow burn rather yeah. than lighting everything only, on fire. Like, real like friendship breakups that I've had in my adult life is like after borderline, there are a lot of people from like high school because that, I mean, mm-hmm. like it was so early on in college, but like people from high school where I was like, you're not being there for me the way that I would like you to be. Or like, yeah, it was like people who would beat around the bush or people who would get like uncomfortable and like, or like what, like would, it was clear that I would, I'm never to bring this up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is not a place that I want to be in. And albeit it was like very extreme. I don't know if I use that word correctly. Albeit, <laughs> um, but also like none of these people, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I regret that. Like I, I, mm-hmm. like I could maybe list like two people who fall into that boat because I mean there is a lot of them, but I'm like mm-hmm. I don't even remember because they just. Yeah, obviously, like, didn't even matter that much on the grand scheme now that we're, like, five years out. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah, they're, like, not in, the, not in my life, but I, like, don't really remember what they were adding to it anyway. Oh, yeah, totally. I think Borderline specifically for us was, like, a big moment where, like, I remember even, like, as a suite, like, all sitting down and being, like, I have such a different perspective on my life and, yeah. like, my worldview of like what it means to like invest in relationships or like what it means to experience gratitude and thankfulness. And I think it are, we have these big moments in life that really rock us. And it's like the people who show up are your ride or dies. And like, I know for me, like I developed really intense feelings and friendships with people because of those moments. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I will always hold you fondly because of how you responded and respected me in that space. And the same is true, vice versa. Um, and yeah, definitely haven't had anything quite to that scale, but you know, like when you experience loss or like you're going through a hard time or, you know, like people like health is like a huge thing. I think about mm-hmm. people who have like been really sick and it's like the people who stand by you, like whether that's mental health, physical health, like that will always be like, that's how you really see people's true character and where they fit into your life. So, um, what... What are the benefits of friend breakups, in your opinion, and where where do you see value in having friend breakups, if you do? I mean, I think a lot of the reason that friend breakups become necessary are just like you have outgrown each other, like your lives have diverged in such extreme ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we don't have the same values anymore, or like one person is prioritizing the other much more than the other, mm-hmm. or that like different like conflict styles or whatever or just like there's there's just different expectations and I think to to end that and be free of that is always like objectively a good thing of course like the reason friendship breakups are hard is because there's a lot of other negative things that come Mm -hmm. into play but I do think that like it's not like you had a friend breakup over nothing like it's not like you just lost this person you cared a lot about and that's that like that would be terrible and also weird but there's always something that like big that leads to it Mm -hmm. um and so for that to like finally be over is a good thing yeah totally I would agree and I think it's interesting for me 
like looking back on some more recent friend breakups, I realized that it was love lost. Like that was the main source of conflict where it's like, oh, we are not on the same page about how we treat and respect each other. Like sometimes it's not even like, you know, you stole thousands of dollars from me or you, um, you know, fucked my boyfriend or like whatever. Like sometimes it's not even like one singular moment. It's like, oh, you don't look at me the same way I look at you or like you don't Mm -hmm. expect to come out of conflict in harmony in the ways that I do anymore. Like I can't get past how you see me. Um, And I think that's been something that I've really struggled with where it's like some people will never invest in you in the ways that you deserve and recognizing your own value and saying that like you deserve better than the friendship that you're getting can be really hard when it's like, okay, it's not that I don't love this person anymore, but that person doesn't love me in the ways that need to happen. And that's really Mm -hmm. frustrating. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's going through a friend breakup? What are some lessons you've learned? I don't, it just, I feel like there's so different. Like it's, yeah. Like, I feel like it's almost easier to give advice about, like, a romantic breakup because mm-hmm. there's a, mo- a lot more common ground when it comes to those. Like, but, yeah, it's, like, it's it's weird because friend breakups and romantic breakups are so similar yet so different. Like, mm-hmm. you've built a life with, the, like, in both situations, you've built a life with this person, but in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, like, as a kid, when I had my friendship breakups, what hurt the most was like, your routine is so disrupted. Like, especially in elementary school, it's like, okay, we're in the same class together and we have lunch at the same time. And then we go mm-hmm. to recess and do the same thing every day. And mm-hmm. that is like what we want. And so when you lose that person, it's like, okay, so this person that I used to always want to be sat next to and that I would share my meals with and share my recreational time with that's like gone and I have to figure out like what to do with myself now. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, like, uh, of course, like as an adult, you have more autonomy over that. So that's different. Um, but yeah, I think in, I guess in general, like there's always going to be another, there, you're always going to meet more people And Mm -hmm. you might not have, like, the same kind of friendship, but, like, there is no scarcity of Mm -hmm. love and joy to be shared. Um, I mean, again, like, I struggled a lot with maintaining... Literally, for Christmas in, like, 2011 or 2010, my mom got me the American Girl, like, Girl's Guide to Friendships books because Uh I was so... I had so many tumultuous friendships with other girls Mm. um and I mean I'm obviously like the advice that I am pulling from is like from my adolescence and that's like not the majority of our listeners but um yeah like there's like I thought that because I'd been through so many friend breakups And it was, like, regularly, like, at least once a year. I'm, like, Mm. I'm never... It's I'm just not cut out to be... To, like, have close female friendships. And, like, look, now I'm, like, no, 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 no. (laughs) That, like... Like, thank God I didn't kill myself because (laughs) I got so many good female friendships in college. Living just for the girlies. 
it's funny you were talking about like the difference between friend breakups and romantic breakups and for me it almost feels like the stakes are like everybody okay not everybody's into monogamy but in a a mainstream way when you're dating somebody you know it's either like a hundred percent or zero percent success rate like either Mm -hmm. you will marry this person or you won't but with my friendships like there's so many people that I thought would stand up in my wedding party that I don't talk Mm, to anymore or like that I figured like we would all do day camps in the summer with our kids together we'd be you know rocking on the porch in our um yeah old states at the retirement home like there were so many people that I thought would get to journey through life with me longer and to lose those kinds of people that's I think like the hardest yeah but I would just say one thing that I have been challenged in this last year is that you don't get very many new old friends like there's so many people Mm -hmm. that I have had such great life experiences with and they're not my best friends anymore but I have really leaned back into those acquaintances that I just have spent lots of life with and like reinvesting in those people because to me that's more important than hanging on to people who are your best friends now just because um and I found a lot of fulfillment in that where it's like okay I don't need my fourth grade best friend to be my fourth grade best friend still like I've got these people that like did every summer camp with me or like they have seen me through a lot of life in a different kind of way um and so that's something that I've been thinking a lot about is like, who are those people that have always been kind of around, but where can I reinvest that energy? And then also like, you have to give people the chance to prove you wrong. Like when you're going through these kinds of friend breakups, sometimes you assume like that's it and it will always be like that. But just like you're growing apart and changing right now, there's also the opportunity to grow back together. So giving Mm -hmm. each other space to just go and thrive and flourish. Um, for me, my biggest hurt in friend breakups has been like the the conflict that it causes in my other circles. And so I would, if I could give, you know, 16 year old Ashley some advice, it'd be like, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> like it's not everybody else's drama, what you're going through. And it, you really want people on your side and to like have that like collective experience. But I found it causes more pain than it's worth at the end of the day. So that that's some advice I would give right now. And then just like invest in yourself, just like with every breakup, you mm-hmm. know, like find spaces where you can go out and meet new people or you can do what you love and you can invest in those things that um, make you happy because that's ultimately like you're only stuck with you at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. find ways to invest in yourself as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love being a woman. Yeah. Do guys go through friendship breakups, you think? Um, I feel like this was something that people had been discussing on the internet a few months ago. And, Mm -hmm. or like, I've seen like stand-up segments about this where it's like, and the thing is like, guys don't, I think also because women are, or like people who are socialized female tend Mm -hmm. to like be encouraged to or at least like our their emotions are more welcome we're able to Mm -hmm. express like i didn't like that you did xyz right um whereas men kind of like yeah like you hear guys being like oh like kyle's being kyle's being an ass again but like it'll be fine um 
I think like one, they like suppress those like grievances mm-hmm. more and women are socialized to be at odds with one another mm-hmm. and men are not. Men are socialized in a much more collaborative way. Like they see one another as teammates, whereas women see each other as competitors. That's just the way that mm-hmm. the patriarchal society has conditioned us. Mm-hmm. So I think when women are upset with one another, we automatically start to like point fingers or like figure out like whose fault mm-hmm. is this? Or like, yeah, we start like fighting. Whereas with guys, it's like, oh, but like you didn't mean anything. You didn't mean any harm or like, Oh, but we can still, like, even if we're not, mm-hmm. like, super close, we can still, like, hang and play baseball together or something. I think, like, yeah. but uh, because of that, their friendships also probably are not as deep. And we've done an episode on female friendships, and we've celebrated that. Yeah. Um, but I think they just, it's, like, fundamental differences in the way that we are socialized growing up that have us mm-hmm. treat our friendships differently. Yeah, And I would say I've seen my guy friends go through friend breakups, like on a small scale. Like most of the time it's just like, I really love this guy and I never see him anymore. Like so Mm -hmm. many of my guy friends are proximity based friendships where it's like we were roommates in college and we were each other's like the love of each other's lives. And now we don't see each other as much. And so like, we're not friends. And so I see that a lot or it's like this guy became a douche. And I miss him. And so, like, I would say those are the biggest. I've never seen my guy friends, like, get into a spar or, like, beef with each other. Because at the end of the day, they're just going to, like, brush it under the rug. They're able to fade out. Yeah. They're able to be like, oh, he's, like, ever since, like, X, Y, Z, he hasn't been the same. So we're just not Mm -hmm. hanging out. And they aren't going to call each other out. I'm like, hey, why aren't you texting me anymore? Like, that's Mm -hmm. stuff that girls tend to take more offense to and like we also notice we're like a mm-hmm. lot more detail attention to detail like that like we can pick up on like tone shifts and whatever and we always are trying to figure out like did I do something or are you and then if it's something that the other person did it's like well why are you doing that and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want this in my life so if you can't fix it yeah you know I feel like with guys it's like can you fit into my collective reality like do you align with the things that I'm looking for or you don't whereas women it's like a checklist like I need you to be able to do this and we need to see each other this amount of times and we Mm -hmm. have to like you know whereas guys are like are you in my frat do you piss me off cool we're friends you know like it's like can you exist in the reality I've constructed great then we're besties you know and then if it's not you know like I do see guys at odds with each other like over like politics or religion or things like that you know um but very very rarely is it like I'm avoiding this person it's like we're just not bros anyways that was a whole other tangent um would you rather break up with someone or friend break up with someone um probably romantic breakup because I feel like those are, it's like, it feels like a more universal experience that we are talking, like we're able to talk about. Mm -hmm. So generally it's like people are more understanding about that, but then also like, yeah, to lose a friend is so, that like leaves like a big gaping wound that is hard to fill. Like, Mm. I think like, yes, obviously that is true of romantic breakups, but like you do know that it is going to get better Mm -hmm. and like your friends are the ones who are supporting you through that, you know, it's like, yeah. I feel I like, 
a lot of my friendships have lasted like long before any of my relationships did like there were friends who like what like were were my friend and watched me start to like build this relationship and then were there for me after Mm -hmm. and totally uh would emphasize that like I have been way more in love with all of my female friends than any Mm -hmm. man ever um but also I was gonna say I think with a friend breakup it's so hard because that's like a patchwork of your life whereas a romantic person like I know that somebody else is going to come and fill that exact same place whereas with a friend it's like I am lacking a lot of different random things now like if you disappeared tomorrow off the face of the earth i'd be like who am i going to text about these things and who am Mm -hmm. i going to tell these things to and like who's going to you know like like, that's like when we're not even physically together like when we're physically together it's like who am i running errands with mm -hmm. who am i like gonna like sit down and have a drink with like who Mm -hmm. am i gonna like watch this with you know yeah like like there's such a dependency but it's like in a very like person by person basis mm -hmm. whereas your romantic partner just like we go on dates and we kiss and we, you know, like there's like a checklist of things that like they will always fit with a, whereas with your friend, you're like, ah, suddenly I'm lacking in all these yeah. things and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Like I think with all of my close friends, it's like we have built this together. Like this, mm-hmm. like my life, like there are so many distinct things in my life that is us as a collective. Yes. yes there's a lot of things that are me individually, but so many of these things are like, we've built this as a friend group or as a duo. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that we figured out together. We discovered together. This is a yeah. patchwork of who I am. And with a lot of romantic relationships, it's like, okay, how can I bring you into this thing that I've already created? And yep. also like you bring the thing you've created. I bring the thing I've created. Exactly. And you can do that with other people. Yes, of course it's difficult. Like, and like, I mean like- yeah. And I'm sure, like, as you've been dating people for longer, like a divorce or yeah. something, it's a oh, totally yeah. different situation I'm when you've, like, divorced. built your life together. Exactly. We're talking about, you know, like, year relationship, yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just so different. And you just don't know when that next person is going to come and mm-hmm. be that thing to you. So, Because I think, like, even in different romantic relationships a lot of times like they can fulfill the same role like you can mold it into what you needed but I feel like every single like none of my friends could replace each other totally I would never like duplicate you to like replace Lauren or something like that like Mm -mm. that just wouldn't work like that yeah like yeah they're just so and not even like indescribable but like you just are to different people. And the other thing too is like, I could never be you to Lauren just mm-hmm. as, you know, you could yeah. never replace Lauren with me. Like it, it yeah. just all, it fits, it all fits together. And when the puzzle yeah. pieces are off, it all feels fucked up, but it's not the end of the world, but it feels like the end of the world. Yeah. But it's, it's just, I think that's what the, like a huge part of like the homoerotic friendship breakups that queer women go through Mm -hmm. is because like a lot of it is like this is my special friend and I don't have the words for it Mm -hmm. like you know it doesn't even have to be like it crossed physical boundaries it's like this emotionally this is my special friend and I don't have the words for it and Mm -hmm. now like there's truly nobody that can feel because like you come of age together in a sense Mm -hmm. like you discover things about yourself in your relation like in this friendship 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what am I supposed to do now? Because like a lot of times, like, yeah, it is like this person that has been like this stand in romantic partner for you, mm-hmm. at least in the emotional aspect. I mean, for some people, it is the physical aspect. But like, I know for me, it was like, OK, this person, like we've been incredibly emotionally intimate and mm-hmm. now it's what like do I do? none of my other yeah it's like like the, like this happened for me probably around like eighth grade and this person and I are like friends again now but like we haven't seen each other in years and it's like we are definitely like cordial and like mm-hmm. in some ways close um but it's like before it was this like very magnetic thing and like Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my like l- now like lifelong friend that I see as like my platonic soulmate was like around at that time, but like my relationship with her was still so different from this person that I had like yeah. this weird homoerotic friendship with, right? And just like because it was so different, once it was disjointed, it was like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, um, it takes because you don't you're so young, you don't even have like the words for like what made that so different yeah totally I think that's the hard thing too is like when you go through these as a young person especially like grown-ups don't understand fried breakups as much because like we were talking about like where you find nuance in your relationships like there is no nuance when you're five like it's all or nothing and that's the end of the world and it's the same way through high school and middle school like these there are only 30 people in the world and they all exist in your homeroom. And like, that's, that just is what it is. And so I think I wish we had more compassion for those kinds of situations because it is devastating when your relationships change, but Mm -hmm. there's light at the end of the tunnel and we both have grown past our friend breakups and we are probably better for it. And there is a lot of healing that can take place after there'll be happiness after you i that song fucked me up today like in a good way like mm-hmm. so a lot of times i'm like this song is boring but today i was like so no. true that song got me through my college breakup like literally mm-hmm. on repeat like you haven't met the new me yet absolutely yeah. <laughs> also the i hope she'll be a beautiful fool who digs who takes my next, spot to, next you. to you wait Never i didn't, didn't mean that, that. <laughs> sorry yeah. i can't see facts through all my fury so like theory. oh my god <laughs> no that song like it it got me through a lot senior year mm-hmm. um shall we go to it's our time for pop culture that was a great transition uh, miss taylor allison swift was seen out in baltimore and the chiefs won so they're going to the super bowl woo, woo, which means we probably get a taylor appearance at the super bowl she's yeah, also so going to the grammys the Go ahead. Bi- okay yes she's performing at the grammys next week well it will be like in a few days from when this yeah. is released um but the big thing people are talking about now is that her last show in tokyo is uh on february 10th and it will end at 6 30 a.m pacific time and the super bowl is february 11th at 3 30 pacific time and it's a 13 hour flight so she could and i think she definitely would um go to both wow i mean like it would the nice thing is she wouldn't have to go back to tokyo if i were taylor swift and Mm -hmm. i had another weekend in tokyo i wouldn't but she loves that private jet like that between between her brazil shows (laughs) yeah yeah The, the woman does not like to be 
far away. So far from t- I, I think she will be there. I don't really I'm want the Chiefs to win. The discourse. But we shall see what happens. I hope my big thing is I want him I want Travis to go to the Grammys with her because they have yet to do a Taylor appearance beyond he, like she's her never walked a red like carpet with a man before. Yeah, so I think that would be really cute if that were to happen. And I think, you know, it's kind of the equivalent of the Super Bowl for her. Like, it's a big deal. So we'll see. But I also don't know, like, if they have him locked down in practice, like, all day Sunday. I'm still mm. not. I think I'm just kind of, like, over it. You know, I was thinking about it today. Like, I'm not yeah. obsessed with them. No. I don't really care. I'm, I don't really care anymore. The pictures today from after their win were cute. I am touch starved and I will be fine if this is not a PR relationship. I wow, th- My main huge. thing is how many people are talking about it. Like, I don't want people to keep approaching me to talk about this. Like, that's fair. I think it's dying um, down. But I, I do want the Lions to win their game today and I want the Lions to win the Super Bowl. I think, let's see how we're it doing. It's time for a cat to win. And I do have emotional twenty four seventeen right now. That yes, I just checked. Oh, perf. Um, my pop culture moment. So this kind of this like died. It was like super big earlier this week, and then like people just stopped talking about, which is like a good thing. So I didn't like that we were talking about this, but um, there is a tick. There's a couple go that went viral on TikTok. I mean, they they were previously like micro famous um but they're Mm -hmm. both models um the guy is lucky blue smith and his wife i believe her name is nara or something like Mm -hmm. that and they are mormon but it's kind of like the undercover like good pr mormon where people like oh my god they're mormon but Mm -hmm. they're hot and famous and rich Mm -hmm. like it's like one of those Mm -hmm. and it's like she makes a lot of videos of like i made cinnamon rolls to surprise my husband when he came home and she's like in like an evening gown baking for hours and there's another one um this one was fucking ridiculous but her child asked her for a peanut butter sandwich so she made it from scratch it took four hours she kneaded and made the dough she ground up the peanuts and made the peanut butter she mashed up the raspberries tossed Hmm. in some lime juice right lemon juice and made the jam and then like cut off the wait. Crust that's not and, how like, jam works. <laughs> no, no, I have no, I I don't know. She made it okay. and fed it to her child, but it was like, can you imagine? Like this is a small child. Like, oh, they also named their children ridiculous things. One of their children is named Rumble Honey, and another yep. one is named Slim Easy. Yeah. What also gets me is that they got married when she was 19 and he was yeah. 21 and she's on her like she's pregnant with their third child now at 23. Well, also, he this is not his like he has another, he has child, another child with, from with a another former model. relationship from when he was like 18 and the other girl was 26. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, Unfortunately, I did know about this man before this all went viral because in 2020 and 2021, I was on Draco Talk and he is a frequent fan cast for Draco Malfoy. (laughs) Um, He does give off Draco vibes. Yeah. So like I, I unfortunately knew who they were already. And so I was not pleased to see them go viral. And I'm and the thing is like. A lot of people I've seen uh, like on Twitter are like, she's living every girl's dream. Like she's 23 and she's a mom of three with a fourth on the way. And she stays at home while her husband is rich and provides her. I'm like, who 
I didn't, that was not what I asked for. That's not what I wanted. And why are people falling for this propaganda? Like that is their point. They're trying to make like Mormonism seem cool when it's a cult. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of this until you told me about it. So I can't add to that discourse, like the public opinion of it. I do know that people hate their children's names in the brief research that I did in the past hour. Um, I do know that people are obsessed with him. And I think, yeah, the covert Mormonism is interesting because she's never publicly said that she's Mormon. Like he's got the link in his... He was raised Mormon. Yeah. He's got the link to like the Latter-day Saints in Mm -hmm. his Instagram bio. She has never like publicly ever mm-hmm. said anything about her own faith like she'll just be like woo mormons you know yeah she'll so i think like, that's really interesting right. yeah and it's like um okay um i don't love the whole like trad mom versus feminist yep. like discourse yep. happening right now i saw a video where it's like these two girls being like i'm not a feminist because i like wearing dresses or i'm not a feminist because i don't expect people to open doors for me or like i don't open doors what? like just like nonsense yeah and i know that that has always been around like these people Mm -hmm. who pit femininity against feminism but that's not true and it also just takes me back to like 2014 tumblr core where i was like a raging like yeah you are all dumb if you don't understand that feminism just means like i want to be able to own a house and have a credit card you know like basic fucking respect and privileges and so i don't i don't i i just hate this whole like stay-at-home girlfriend trend like Mm -hmm. i i just think it's silly for us to be romanticizing these lives of like neglect and kind of not i don't know if neglect but just like like, wasted potential and and energy at any point in time he could get up and leave and you have no money to your name and just a bunch of children to look after like yeah and i know content creation is a career at this point like it's not like she's not earning money from everybody having this discourse about her she's also a model which she she does not acknowledge yeah so there are things like that where it's like okay this isn't even a true portrayal of your life like you're not a traditional stay-at-home mom but it's also like it doesn't have to come at the expense of like you can be a working model and a mom and want to bake homemade peanut butter and jelly like i think people would respect you even more and, and, like, even, like, you can just be lots of things, you know? Like, it yeah. doesn't have to. That's the point of Barbie. And, and it's that's the point of feminism, where it's, like, you have the freedom to be, you know, like, we don't shame men for being stay-at-home dads, like, you know? So, I I just really don't like this, like, weird wave of, like... Also, a lot of, like, the, the trad wife content creators are not even trad wives. Like, they're just making yeah. this shit up for views. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's, like, really it's just feeding off of people's insecurities or like Mm -hmm. ideas of i don't know traditionalism it's just so strange i don't i don't like it and i don't think there it's it's adding or encouraging anybody like if you want to be a stay-at-home mom you're gonna be a stay-at-home mom you know like i I don't think we're influencing people one way or another like you it just doesn't make any sense to me i do think it is dangerous because like a lot of young impressionable women are seeing this without like any of the consequences of like not having your own money or like you know all of these things that they don't portray because it isn't the ideal yeah i think we're also a weird generation to like have this discourse because we grew up on the like the feminist disney princesses when Mm -hmm. everybody was like very anti anti barbie anti these like Mm -hmm. very 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 hyper feminine notions so it does feel like it's kind of just the other 
side of the coin where it's like now we're going back to like I want the fairy tale I want the princess I want the stay-at-home life and I don't think either has to be bad I think you're right like there's nothing wrong with financial independence or there's nothing wrong with um like having your own bank account or you know whatever like living your own life and I think that's something that we see mothers go through like we never really talk about the motherhood midlife crisis where it's like what do you do when your kids aren't your life um but it's just interesting because I remember so vividly being like 12 and we have all these like we've got Moana we've got Elsa we've got all these really strong independent female characters and now we're like we love ribbons we love coquette coquette we love girlhood we love frills and the fantasy and so I think in another five years we're gonna have the opposite be true again you know we're gonna have the badass characters and them just in time for us to get married yeah exactly thanks so it's just interesting what's your stuffed animal moment of the week um Haley has decided that she is going to buy me big oliver for <gasps> valentine's day wow so uh, the crowdfunding over over no more funds now you just have money um, I don't think anybody sent me money. I'm gonna be honest. I was going to, and then I just kept forgetting, and then I transferred my Venmo balance. So, well, I appreciate the thought. Um, if you did send me money or you want to send me money, it'll probably go to Oliver's clothing fund. Mm. Um, but Normal nobody sent me Oliver. money. Yeah, traditional the other Oliver. Two are there's no clothes for them. No, which is so sad. Um, but I'm very excited now, counting down the days until um, Big Ollie comes home. What's your stuffed animal moment? Um, Build-A-Bear um, has their capybara online. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. But I'm like, unfortunately, I've like built a brand around like the species that I own. And I'm like, it's okay for me to have other stuffed animals. Right? Yeah, and you gotta like break down your own. You've created yeah. a silo. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your emoji of the week? It's time for me to start bringing out the red envelope emoji. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. I've been using the like shaken the bowling ball a lot and I also really enjoy the soon arrow. It's ominous but it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I think if I ever was pregnant, I would launch that and the caption would be soon. You could soon also emoji. do that for an engagement. You could do it for graduation. Like I feel like there's no wrong time to yeah. say soon. Tickets to a concert. Soon. Um soon closing words parting thoughts um let us know which stuffed animal should go to the super bowl mm, if we did like a cows versus donkeys mm -hmm. super bowl mm -hmm. who do you think would win is this pre big oliver or post big oliver because that is a game changer <laughs> so true quantity wise like we could go 2v2 right now okay yeah but i feel like you shouldn't get to have five players on the field and me only two you know also I have olivia's four, but yeah. just a baby olivia is just a baby um my players are depressed <laughs> yeah they're not really known for their sportsmanship we'll make it no. this is the it's like the indiana colts versus the dallas cowboys you know like you can have mm -hmm. the pony team or you could have the broncos i guess if you wanted a horse team mm. or yeah i'll think about who i want okay and then i'll have a cowboy team yeehaw well broncos and cowboys are like friends mm -hmm. Bucking broncos cowboys are just trying would. to tame broncos are they not 
Yeah, I would have a natural advantage with that. But Broncos don't want to be tamed, so. Oh, I know my stuffed animal moment. Oh. Earlier this week, Build-A-Bear Eeyore said, help. <gasps> no, he didn't. He did. No, he can't be and, saying shit like that. <laughs> and I made him, I like pressed him again to see if he would say something normal, and he did. But I'm like, why okay. did you say that? <laughs> He's got a message for you. <laughs> Hope. Hope.